0: Blimey. Ooh, this
1: is one out of a jam jar you got here. It's every morning. The House of Mystery contains demons, angels, elementals, magicians, wizards, apparitions, adult language, and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not enter the House of Mystery.
0: All right, then. On with the show. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the House of Mystery, the John Constantine and Friends podcast. I am Michael, your host and curator of the House of Mystery, and I welcome everyone to the House of Horrors. Watch out for the dead bodies, the blood, the dirty panties that are hanging from the chandeliers. (laughs) And also watch out for the pervert bisexual butler
1: david hello yes i'm sorry for the uh the status of the house of mystery right now <laughs> yeah it's a little messy but you know the ghosts have been very active lately
0: okay and how's that sexual assault case going are you uh are you in the clear now
1: oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. that's got cleared up all right
0: um don't go in the basement oh wow okay All right. So, if you are new to this show, we cover a wide variety of John Constantine related content. That's why the name of the show is called John Constantine and Friends. And today we are discussing the Swamp Thing number nine and ten, written by Ram V with art from the wonderful Mike Perkins. And the title of these two issues. Are the Conduit Part 1 and 2. So interestingly, David, the Swamp Thing series from Ramvi has been extended. Yes. From 10 issues to 16.
1: And I want to applaud like the fans out there that have been following the series. The only reason it got extended was because of the support from fans buying the physical issues. What? Yes, I know this is coming for the person who likes to pirate things, but don't
0: say you n- <laughs> he, listen, uh, David never pirates anything, <laughs> but he is not an outlaw,
1: but I, I'm, I'm really happy, especially for Ram v, getting like a lot of people basically just been pu- uh, poo-pooing the accomplishment of his, of getting the extension of his series. But because like people say, Oh, this happens all the time. But it, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. How many times
0: are we like, I wish this would get extended, and it's not. Exactly. This isn't always very common, but it is such a sweet victory when it does happen.
1: Especially when it comes to like the lower tier characters in the DC landscape, because the only times that it happens all the time when a series gets extended is if it has to deal with the big three, right, Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman. Yeah. This happened to Swamp Thing.
0: This means that it is actually making decent sales. Yeah. And that's a plus. That's That's a a plus. That's a good thing for anyone who's a fan of the darker side of DC. We need these successes because it shows that there are, there is a rabid readership for the, this type of content. So even though this didn't happen with Spurrier's Hellblazer run last year, At least it happened with Ram V's Swamp Thing. And I consider that a win and possibly even a gateway to other series being extended. And it goes to show people the importance of buying your issues and not pirating. Because pirating has become such an epidemic lately. And I know there are a lot of comics to read and it can get very expensive. I think right now, Dave, I'm spending on average, which is relatively low based on some people I have spoken to, but I'm spending about $57 a month right now. Oh yeah. Which sounds like a lot of money. And it is for me when I think, Oh wow, I'm buying comic books for $57 a month. But according to some comic book readers, that's nothing. They're spending, you know, how triples yeah. triple that amount a month. But I urge people If you really like something, buy it. Don't pirate it because there's no other way for people to gauge interest in something. And I still swear that some of these issues that we have fallen in love with that have been canceled or not renewed or re-upped, it has to do with pirating. Look what Cy Spurrier said about Hellblazer, where he specifically called out someone from a pirated website that he did not mention on purpose. And he said... Oh, the irony of people crying in the comment section of a pirated website saying, I cannot believe this story and this series didn't get renewed if only people paid attention to it. And he's like, and he was like, if only people didn't read it from the pirated, pirated website, website that you're leaving comments on.
1: Exactly. And that's the sad part. That really is. I mean, like, I've I've always told, I've always said, I will read it online, but if it's really good, I'm going to go back out there and buy the physical copies. Yeah. Because that helps out the creators. I mean, not, not just also, this is a, a gold star for
0: a lot of comics, Dave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A and, lot. And there's a reason why I have to cut back on my buying because like, it's a lot of money. It, it, and it I, I'm sorry. Sometimes when I buy something and I find out it's terrible, Oh my God. I want to kill someone. <laughs> to yeah. kill. But like when, you, when, when stories like this happen where, you know, you have a, a team, not just Ram V, but also Mike Perkins. Mike right. Perkins is one of the driving force. Also for Ram V they're the team up here of these two artists putting the series together has been gold for DC to the point that everyone is in agreement that, this team put out a fantastic series and deserve an extension. They want to see what more they can do.
0: Yeah. I like that. There's a market for this type of stuff. Still. Sometimes you feel like the world is being taken over by simpletons. Yeah. And not to sound like an intellectual elitist douche, but the facts, are the facts, That's why some of the most lamest things are super popular. And I am all about lowbrow art or low art. I am. I'm all about exploitation sometimes and just some popcorn type movies and TV. Absolutely. But I don't want a so I don't want a diet solely of of shit if shit. Yeah. I need to have some quality nutrients. And that's why I am very happy. And also filled with hope that there are smart enough people out there to enjoy something that isn't necessarily always an easy read. There are yeah. there were issues during this run and me saying not easy is not me shitting on. It. It's actually me saying kudos because some of Ram V's writing in this run is not relatively simple. Yeah. It's very... Philosophical deep. and deep, and you really have to dig into some of the things that are being stated and some of the things that are not being stated in order to derive meaning, yes and I am happy that it found an audience that makes me feel good about a lot of things and future comic books
1: oh yeah and I mean like, and I wish people would would look at this series now as of like this is a milestone this is how yeah comics can be it doesn't have to be just cookie cutter it doesn't have to be bang flash boom it can actually be a deep engaging story about not the superhero heroics of a character but like the inner workings of that character
0: And, and i will say i don't want to put down other dc uh ips by any means we are in an era where more people are appreciating the better quality writing look at what they're doing with superman this past year you know they're fucking us over with hellblazer but they have given us some really good superman titles this year oh yeah especially uh superman red and blue red and blue some of the best comic book reading i have read in years
1: oh yeah in years and it's it's cool when you, we get to see these characters being taken to that limit, but it's even more cool when you, when it, when it's a character that not very many people know. And by do, by making the series successful, mm-hmm. more people will know more about that Absolutely. character.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So yes, I'm pleased that DC comics was willing to give Ram V six more issues to finish up this storyline. Ram V is an exceptional writer, so I'm not too worried. But when you extend something past the original story issue allotment, big story issues can emerge. Yeah. Like pacing, for one.
1: Pacing can be thrown off.
0: Big time. Because I, I mentioned, and I only mention this because both issues nine and 10 were entertaining and solid for the most part. But when you compare them to the complexity of the previous eight, they were relatively simple with yeah. very little actual story swamp thing fights exposition swamp thing fights exposition swamp thing fights it was kind of the same thing throughout both issues now i'm not saying we weren't given relevant vital information we were and there was definitely a philosophical angle which we're going to dig into in a moment here but i feel like the the pacing issues of 9 and 10 Probably have everything to do with the extension.
1: No, know I 100% agree with you there because, like, after I read issue 10, I found out about the extension and then I started thinking about it. Like, okay, this makes much more sense why Conduit one and two seem to stand out to me compared to the first eight issues. Just felt like a lot of back and forth. Yeah, because Ram V is trying to extend his story out a bit more yeah. because now he has six extra issues to actually kind of flesh out. Okay. What's the story that he, he wants to put out there because you can tell by like, I think by issue 10, Mm -hmm. he was all set to finish. He was all set to finish it. Yeah. But, then he basically it almost like when you get to that end and it becomes that to be continued.
0: Yeah. He was told to slow down. It's like when you're having sex and you're about to come Yeah, right? and you're like, Oh, I got to slow down. I got to slow down.
1: Oh. Or or the person's telling you to slow down. Not you. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta,
0: you gotta pull out and use your nose instead for a little bit. Like you like that. There you go. I'm, I'm ready. That's, that's going to be cut. I, that's, that's awful. That's an awful image. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm not gonna even go there it's fucking embarrassing why do I say shit like that because <laughs> it came out of nowhere there was a friend of mine that was listening to our podcast recently and he's all dude the shit you say <laughs> he's all you don't talk like this in real life I know yeah he's all, he's all yeah. but you're a character and he shows that he's all it's funny as fuck but it's shocking when I know you and you don't act like this in real life I'm like, eh. <laughs>
1: Because it happens. It happens. You know, podcasting brings it out. Listen, of us. we're trying to entertain people. We're, we're not trying
0: to get so uppity at times. And, and we, we, get need to, we get passionate.
1: We get passionate about what we're talking about.
0: We got to bring in some classic dick and fart jokes into the equation in or to balance out the discussion. Right, Dave? <laughs> All right. Let's bring it back. Yeah. So I, that being said about the the pacing, I, I'm I'm not saying what we were given in issues nine and 10 were not interesting because they absolutely yeah. were. And there were aspects that piqued my interest and made me really excited. For example, the desert avatar coming back, the, yes. the weird West element from the first, uh what two issues, first two issues. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting. And we'll get into that in greater detail in a moment. But first I have this article here from the announcement for Swamp Thing being continued And it'll give us a little more insight on the process and when we can expect the next six issues to start because they are breaking it up. So Swamp Thing to get second season—that's what they're calling it from Uh, DC Comics. That's such so dumb.
1: It's it's a it's something that they started actually the past year where they basically say, "Oh, this is a second season of this series," and yeah, and it's it's kind of it's It's, silly.
0: I've seen it pop up too lately, and it's like, listen, don't. Don't do that. Quit trying to make fetch (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen. It's comic book runs. That's it. Swamp Thing to get a second run. That's it. Or Swamp Thing to get
1: extended to 16. That's it. It it doesn't have the buzzwords, Mike. Mm, Second season.
0: Honestly, dude, they probably started doing that. I guarantee you comic book writers didn't start doing this. Not even the publishing companies. (laughs) What this is, is a way to create clickbait. Second season? Oh shit. What is this? Because they are hoping that people think it's TV guaranteed. Yeah. Because that brings in people more people, I should say, than simply comic book headlines. All right. So DC Comics has informed comic book stores that the current Swamp Thing series by Ram V and Mike Perkins originally solicited as a 10 issue miniseries will not be stopping there. DC Comics states that the Swamp Thing has extended its roots. Oh, God, just extended its roots (laughs) um, (laughs) to season two. Due to popular demand, December's issue number 10 is not the end of writer Ram V and artist Mike Perkins' critically acclaimed series. Originally planned as a 10-part series, the Swamp Thing has been extended to 16, and there will be a short hiatus following issue 10. And then it will return in March with issue 11. So it looks like, what, three months, roughly?
1: Roughly three months. Yeah. Because I think they're going to give it a break because I know that there's other Swamp Thing titles that they want to uh, focus on. And I believe one that's coming out is... uh, Is it Green Hell? I'm I'm not sure. Which
0: we are going to cover the fuck out of that.
1: But that comes out...
0: It comes out while we're at winter break. That's yes. why we decided we were going to come back and do those shows. Cause yeah. it'll be simple. That's why they're giving the break. That would make sense because you don't want to run to competing swamp. You don't want thing. to cross streams. Yeah. Because you know, they tried to do that with fallen shit <laughs> and size run. And
1: guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Instead. People were like, didn't even know size was doing a hellblazer run, which yeah. again simpletons
0: yeah uh <laughs> yeah the worst tweets i read you remember we read them on the show yes where numerous people were like oh my god it's gonna be so great to have a hellblazer series going on again i'm like wait a second
1: <laughs> you mother
0: <laughs> i believe cy spirit actually retweeted a lot of them like guys there's an ongoing
1: hellblazer, hellblazer right, right now <laughs> Or, dude you <He> got <laughs> fucked
0: All right. So let's get into Swamp Thing officially number nine and ten. So conduit part one and two Ramsey continues his philosophical tone as a way to bring several lingering story elements together, which essentially helps some further flesh out Levi's part that he plays in the green and Prescott Corporation's plans Uh, Ram brings back the aspect of the idea, a story aspect that made issue five featuring John Constantine really pop out of the page. And I still stand by the fact that that's probably the best issue of the run to date.
1: I think I I agree with you there because like it really gave a concrete image of what Ram was trying to do to Define the powers of Swamp Thing. Well, And also just taking
0: the notions of the abstract like an idea and making it something tangible tangible and showing how dangerous it is.
1: Well, the thing that was cool here where he did that in issue nine was when when Levi had to actually reach out to a plant and suddenly the plant's memories of what it saw around it or experienced around it came to him. Yeah. And it, it it's stuff like that 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 is elements that definitely remind me from issue number 5 that mm-hmm. is just really cool because it's giving us a a really different insight of this swamp thing it, because Alec Holland was never able to do something like this. He never was. Yeah. He could travel through the green and traveling through the green, you know, like he was basically traveling through the world but Levi's powers transcend that. Levi's powers are tied to the the actual physical memory of an element, yeah. which is so weird because it's like it's crossing the it's crossing, you know, like the scientific with the metaphysical.
0: Yeah. So yes, and that's why this idea of the memory works so well with the idea of the idea if that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Because <laughs> it it works. It It legitimizes the abstract and allows people to understand what's actually being said without overtly stating it. And when I say idea, specifically as Ram V is using it, it's representative or it represents an ideology or an ideological weight that comes with an idea For example, in the comic book, I want to say issue nine, Ram V wrote the words, an idea can gain such vitality that it begins to affect our reality. Now that is a heavy statement. Yeah. With precision intent to expose the power of words and belief in the real world. When an idea takes root, let's say a political one, we can easily see how people should exercise caution when sharing polarizing ideas as it has the power to refract truth and falsities. We can bring this topic closer to home by talking about capitalism and consumer culture. We are a society that consumes and consumes with very little thoughts behind our consumption or the amount of our consumption or the effects of our consumption. Yes. And Ram V by tying in the issues of the ecological, we can easily see how the idea of capitalism can blind entire nations of individuals to detrimental effects of unchecked consumption. Now I'm not against capitalism, no, I don't want to get overly political here, uh, but there is definitely a need to supervise the abuses that tend to bloom in the shadows of unbridled capitalist endeavors.
1: Well, think about, think about the, the line that really hearkens that, that thought Yeah, is when he's talking when I believe it's, uh, it's one of the, one of the characters is talking to Miss uh, Jennifer and Jennifer yeah, Reese, Jennifer Reese, yeah. And they make the comment that the knowledge of the world's passed on to us by a creature so warped by its translation. Yeah, where basically like the knowledge itself is what warped this idea mm-hmm. that, like, you're talking about is like capitalism's fine, but like capitalism taken through the years has been warped and translated by so many different ways it becomes something completely different
0: wow that's a good interpretation dave i really i didn't pick up on that but you're right
1: and if you think about that's what's happening to swamp thing that's what happened to levi levi everyone focuses in on Swamp Thing is just one person in dc comics it's alec holland right but ram v is basically saying no swamp thing is a concept it's an idea of the planet Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be kind of like it's the avatar. So it's what the planet takes as the twisted idea of what humanity does to it.
0: Yeah. And doesn't <laughs> capitalism as let's say a foe of the green, that actually does make sense because makes sense. what is the most, one of the most damaging effects on, on our ecosystem industry? It, yes, absolutely. Industry. So that's why, You know, not to get overly political, but that's why this makes sense. Like, again, I'm not opposed to capitalism. Capitalism was needed to pull this country out of the brink of destruction post, you know, the Great Depression. So there's there's value and need for capitalism. And uh, listen, I love to consume, but there's definitely a message here about being cautious and being aware And that's why this idea of knowledge on the conduit of knowledge is such a vital part of the subtext as well as the overt narrative. But this ecological threat was framed through a lens of the philosophical. Uh, The thought that the trees have been watching us from the beginning of time, (laughs) you know, watching us make mistakes over and over and not because of being patient. But because of optimism and hope, hope that we, humanity, will make the right decisions eventually, this also makes for an interesting statement on humanity's place within the universe and puts that into perspective. And the question that was posed to assist that was, if we cannot hope to make right our mistakes, what is the point? Yeah, this notion of hope was also the reason why Levi's father had forgiven Levi. So exactly. we see a new element, a new thematic aspect being brought into this story via um, the green and, and the father.
1: And that, and in, in, in that retro in that uh, in that moment mm-hmm. when they said that, I think it was that uh, they brought that up in issue ten beforehand. By issue eight, I kind, I really lean towards Jacob, his brother. I felt for Jacob. Oh, basically I, I understood him. I understood his rage. Oh, absolutely. But then in issue 10, when you get to that point, it's kind of like, no, Levi is still the hero in this. Yeah. Jacob has been twisted by this memory of hate and anger. What was the line warped through an idea, warped through an idea that kind of happened to him. And Levi still is going to save his brother. Yeah. And at th- that moment that was like think the mo- the the superhero moment that everyone constantly talks about in comics where the hero comes in and falls from the sky lands on his knee and basically just explodes and it has their Wait, Is this a comic book moment. or
0: a porn you're talking about? He gets to his knees <laughs> gets and to his explodes knees
1: and explodes but like normally <laughs> that's the moment that everyone says our our character is the superhero of this story. Yeah. In issue 10 when you get to that point where Levi basically sta- stands up and says, "No, I'm going to I'm going to do this because of this idea, this memory, right? That's mm-hmm. who I am." That's his superhero moment.
0: Yeah, I I like you I'm glad you brought that moment up because that was actually one of my highlights from these these two issues here. Was the moment that I guess you can point to and say that's the definitive moment that Levi became a superhero. a superhero. He became Swamp Thing. He was no longer reacting, but was actually leaning into the green with purpose. With purpose. That was a strong moment. And I was hoping we had a moment like that. Whenever you're redoing a story or you're introducing a new hero, you got to give us that moment. The moment where there's acceptance from our hero that this is who he is and this is what he will do. So there that was definitely a highlight for me. And you bring up Jacob as well and he was a character that I didn't know I would end up liking, but I did like him and it goes to show you that no one does villains like DC Comics. It's 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 a truth and people just need to accept it because we have yet again a complicated villain. DC always gives us, for the most part, dynamic villains that are, in a sense, the other side of the same coin of the hero. Yes. And we literally get that with these two brothers. Both intent on essentially doing the same thing, but different methods.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, the the, the tragedy of the story of Levi and Jacob is these two brothers wanted the same thing, but they're both going at it in different ways.
0: Yeah. And that's the heartbreak of it.
1: And the heartbreak is like Jacob also doesn't realize this, but Levi does because that the conversation between Levi and Jacob that I loved when, when Levi's in swamp thing mode and Jacob basically goes on about uh, the reason why he is the way he is is because of the green. Right. And then he ends it with saying, you could have chosen us. Then none of this would have happened. You should have chosen us. And it's at that moment where you kind of go, I really feel sorry for Jacob. But the problem is Jacob's not seeing Levi's side of it, but Levi is not going to scold his brother. He's just going to do whatever he can to save his brother at that moment. Yeah. Cause that's all that matters right now. And it's such a powerful moment for, for Levi when he tells Jacob at that moment, the only thing he ever says, I'm sorry, Jacob, and then saves him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which I like, you know, just a little story element here. I really like that aspect, how they were able to survive the, what was it, cryo-freezing? The cryo-freezing, yep. That was a nice callback to that plant they introduced. I forgot what issue it was. Uh, the one that warms itself up or heats itself up. Yes, I forgot the exact verbiage or the way they defined it, but I liked that. Those were cool elements. And those are things that I always say comic writers should always do. If you plan on using something in a big way, like saving your hero's life, you better introduce that element in a previous issue of your story. Because if you release that saving element in the same issue that you need to use it, that is the first sign. Of no planning going into your story. So the fact that they did a callback like that shows you that Ram V is a writer that completely maps out and plans the stories.
1: And and one of the coolest things, because I'm looking at the comic as we're covering this also just to cover my notes. Mm-hmm. Just to double down on your idea idea. Your 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 point about the power of ideas. Mm-hmm look at the look at the the what happened prior to that moment when levi the 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 the, the plants that you're talking about come back into play when he meets the original quote unquote swamp thing the very first avatar yeah, and the avatar tells him about how every single part every single one of us that were an avatar were all the same person we we've been twisted by time but this is who we are and then they go they, he talks about how the idea the 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 idea that they've been put through is what drives them to 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 fight for humanity and that's the whole basis of the 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 reason why the green chooses to hope in humanity that is that was a cool scene and it was so unexpected because Everyone, as I mentioned earlier, constantly thinks of Swamp Thing as just Alec Holland. Yeah. But in Alan Moore, when Alan Moore first introduced Swamp Thing, he threw in that notion that, Al- that Alec Holland was a mere avatar. So that left the door open to say that Green could have multiple avatars. Yeah. Different Swamp Things could actually be in different time frame.
0: Yeah. You bring up Alec Holland. And the fact that there can be other avatars. And that's an interesting point to bring up because I have seen recently some people popping up on comments about this swamp thing. And people are complaining that this is just a redo. Why would you reboot it? You know, where's Alec Holland? Why are you using some miscellaneous character just to tell essentially a story that Alec Holland can tell? And I would argue that you couldn't tell the story without Alec Holland. No. And also Alec Holland could always come back. Yeah. It's not like we're getting rid of him and removing him from the board forever. He's Alec Holland. He's never going to go anywhere. That's like saying, you know, Dick Grayson is going to replace Batman and we're never going to see him again. Yeah. Like it's, it's, of course we are, but listen, this is a character that was designed to tell a very specific story that was about
1: a culture that would feel weird if, Ale- if Alec Holland was involved in it. Exactly. Alec Holland would not be, have the same reactions as Levi because he's coming from a different culture. It would not have had the same impact at all. Exactly. And like that's why I like the fact that when, when the original Avatar tells Levi, when Levi actually just tells him, who are you? And he makes the statement, I am you and Alec Holland. And the great sage <laughs> yeah. whose broken body they used and the wood woes. I am the wo- all who came before you and you are all who, who will come after. And I'm like going, excellent. That is swamp thing. That's yeah. who sh- that's the definition of swamp thing now. So, so
0: during this run, Dave, since we're at the end, tactically of the original ending, do you view, because again, just for new listeners out there t- David, you're a big Swamp Thing guy. You've read nearly every Swamp Thing story out there. Yeah. Is this a authentic Swamp Thing story? Yes, it is. And you don't have any complaints?
1: I have no complaints about it because I've always, ever since, uh, I do I love the character of Alec Holland? Yes. But if you've read all of Swamp Thing, and you, you've read, you know, Alan Moore's take on Swamp Thing and how he brought in the ideas of the green and all the concepts and stuff. You would understand that basically Swamp Thing is more than just Alec Holland. Right. Alec Holland
0: is just an avatar. Well, isn't, that, isn't that kind of the point as well of this issue? It, it's almost like they are. I don't want to say they're marginalizing Alec Holland, but they are showing you that the green And the avatar, the green, is far bigger than a single person. Than a
1: single person, yeah.
0: And honestly, that just opens up the possibilities to me for stories. Rather than just keeping it so singular and focused with one avatar. This allows for multiple stories. This allows for a much more robust and evolving narrative down the road. Because you can do this with anything. Oh, yeah. You you, you can do... um, you can tactically uh, do new avatars for miscellaneous stories and, and you won't will miss a beat. We'll understand it a little bit better because of Ra- what Ram V did and the way of explaining or reworking, essentially, DC canon as it pertains to swamp the Swamp Thing. thing. Yeah. The Swamp Thing. Yeah,
1: He didn't do anything to change the history of Alec Holland. Not at all. He basically just said, no, the definition of Swamp Thing is... He is an avatar of the green, meaning he can be anyone. Swamp Thing can be chosen. If the green chooses you, you become Swamp Thing. Yeah. And there could be a multitude of reasons why the green chooses you. Like, say, for example, one of the things that I brought up in discussing about this series to a friend of mine was like Alec Holland is the Swamp Thing that's built out of rage and vengeance because. His whole. He was murdered. He was murdered. Levi's is built out of guilt, guilt and sadness. And, but, and also. out Out of that guilt and sadness is a built in of hope that it could be better. Which is linked
0: to his father and that conversation that they had before he died, which also, at least how we interpret it, actually was the moment that activated the green yes within
1: within le- within, within levi. levi yeah and that's why the green chose him instead of jacob right yeah
0: all right so outside of those highlights that we mentioned when it comes to plot it, i also liked the avatars as ramdhi explains them how they serve as conduits of shared knowledge mm-hmm. uh, and this is what prescott the corporation Was doing, they wanted to mine the avatars for data and create advanced technology with that knowledge. I like this part because it felt like an allegory for ecological disasters, you know, spurred on by a type of greed, the need for consumption. The need for
1: consumption, yeah.
0: Yeah, yet another statement on the dangers of unchecked capitalism. But the only thing, Dave, the only thing, I, I like the intent, I like the purpose. I like the strategy, but I'm a dark guy. I'm meaning I like the mystical. I like the magic. I like the mysticism. And this feels like they're taking the mystical qualities of swamp thing and turning it into science. And for me, when it comes to any type of horror story or monster story, whenever you take a bright fucking light and you shine it on the dark, the things that should remain in shadows, and you expose it for everything that it is, you remove something from it, something that makes it work. And that's the only thing that I'm very hesitant about, because it seems like we're going down a path that's less horror, less supernatural, and more grounded in a type of science.
1: And... I a hundred percent agree with you is like, this is, it's a very fine line that Ram v has to manage now because I've been noticing that he's been trying to take the metaphysical and taking the science and meshing it together. Mm-hmm. And he did it perfectly in the very beginning with, you know, uh, futures, uh, future state. Mm-hmm. He did that perfectly. And now we're getting to see the building blocks. And he has to be really careful not to break break that break. You know what you were saying is like it's a shame that it's not more mystical because there's something about it about that mystery of not knowing that basically spurs you on.
0: Yeah now I'm not opposed to science being a part of my horror either because listen you know Frankenstein pseudoscience, fringe science. These things are definitely elements that play a big part in specific horror genres and they work really well. I mean, there's new where you have an abomination being brought to life and that works just fine. So if that's the route they're going, then they do need to bring that aspect out just a bit. Cause as of right now, it feels very, Grounded, yeah, and I don't know if I like using that term for a story like Swamp Thing.
1: And the does, weird thing does that make sense? No, absolutely. And the weird thing is, is like the only remedy to this that I could figure that I thought about how Bram V could actually mesh the things together is mm-hmm. he has to stay, he has to say stay true to his characters, so he has to make the characters of his story pop that much more. We have to care about Levi more. Yeah. And that's why I think that's why at the end of issue 10, what you brought up was one of the negatives that I, that that I put for nine and 10, but it gets masked by the absolutely brilliant character writing that he, that, that Ram is doing on Levi. Yeah. Because by the end of this, I'm, I still feel I'm going to re- keep reading this and I'm going to keep on cheering for Levi at this point.
0: Yeah, n- nothing I said is a deal breaker by any means. But
1: it is it is a red
0: flag. Y- you just got to be careful. And if he can easily in these next six issues bring it back to the mystical side of things because I I feel like he still needs to flesh out the science and green aspect a bit more because it seems a little flimsy right now. It seems like the idea of the green fueling technolo- technology or technological technological advancements, it seems like that idea is built on a house of cards. Yeah, it is. Because that doesn't really work, in my opinion, unless you dig deeper into the mystic side. So if you justify your science as being governed by a type of magic or uh, mystical qualities, qualities, then it would change the way it's being conveyed right now or currently. Yeah. And it, it's, Am r- I mumbling or
1: rambling or does this make sense? No, 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 it makes sense because like it is something that has to be really, you have to be really careful about because if Ram V doesn't take care of that issue mm-hmm. by the end of everything, by the end of the story, it, there won't be any, there won't be any, you know, like payoff. Right. You know, it almost, it'll it'll fizzle. Your ending is going to fizzle at that point. You're going to be left at the very end going, Oh, well, well, that's how it is. Okay. And that's, that's why I'm hope I'm really hoping because especially since we only got introduced to Woodrow back in reality, which I'm still trying to figure out. I, and I know Ram V is going to explain it, how Woodrow came back into the reality. And I'm really interested to see where they go with that because I think that's gonna be Woodrow's story. That that missing piece that we mean you are talking about about like bridging the mysticism with the science. Yeah is going to come through Woodrow. Okay. Well, because
0: let's, let's see it. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'll be honest at issue number nine, when they do the reveal and there's Woodrow, I was like going, wait a minute. He was dead. How did he come back to life? Because remember when, when Woodrow meets Jennifer, he's in the green and essentially the people, it was stated the people that Jennifer and Levi first met in the green poison Ivy, Alec Holland, Woodru, they were all dead. How did Woodru come back?
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought about that too. But I figured that was just a mystery element that we would find out. And we're going to
1: find out. And yeah. I think that the 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 mystery, uh, the, the mysticism element that we're kind of missing in 9 and 10 is going to come in the next two issues.
0: Yeah. It just feels like a little bit of conflicting ideas because you had these rituals in India with the indigenous Indian folk. And then you had this idea that the, the strands or the branches or the nerves of the green runs through all of the earth and connects everyone together through memory and uh, that's fine. That also works. That works. But then suddenly we have this idea that science is being used to extract these memories. Well, how does that work? I to feel create like, technology. To create technology. I feel like that's quite a leap and it, it's fine and it works. But imagine if that idea was put into a TV show or a book. Oh. And you would say, well, okay, we'll explain that. Explain how does that, that work? How do you extract information from memory? memory. And then turn it in technology. Are you taking all of that knowledge, the intelligence, the intellect of humanity? Are you capturing that and then using this super brain essentially to create new ideas and technology? Then okay, that exactly. works. Yeah. Or are you using regular ho hum HDMI connectors and <laughs> connecting into the back of the dead swamp avatar? Exactly. Like it just it needs a little explanation. Nothing major. I'm talking like one, maybe two
1: bubbles, and of 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 dialogue. And I'll be honest. I think the easiest explanation is the one that you just brought up. The combined HDMI connector. No, 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 no. Not the HDMI connector. (laughs) That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. I heard that
0: uh, the original (laughs) first draft of this comic was written by Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, (laughs) and he came up with that HDMI (laughs) idea. idea. Yeah.
1: No, but the idea of like all of the combined memories of humanity, this gigantic brain. Yeah. Basically, this entire intelligence coming together and using that power of that knowledge of everyone's combined so, memory.
0: So is it the shared intellect? Is that, the what, shared is intellect. that what you're thinking?
1: Yeah, the shared intellect. And, and that would make more sense because you're
0: imagine if you combine, you know, a millennia of, existence. My God, and you're
1: compiling exactly. everyone's
0: minds and their powers and their knowledge. And that's different.
1: That suddenly works. And, and you, you have to really think about it. If you were to take the intellect of, say, your favorite heroes, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, in the DC landscape, mm-hmm. take the smartest people in DC, John Constantine, Dr. Fate, and combine all their intellect all together. Zatanna. They would, that power in itself would be world altering. Yeah. (laughs) That's like God tier level intellect.
0: Yeah. So Dave, if they explain it like that, that would immediately pacify me and it would work. Okay, Dave. So let's get into our final thoughts. I enjoyed this run and I'm going to treat this like an ending. I think that's fair because this is the 10th, Original
1: the ending. season finale,
0: yeah. I'm gonna so you know, overall, I've been very happy with the run. I not that sounds like I wasn't happy overall. I have been extremely happy with this run, I think it's very smart. Uh, there's been a couple hiccups, but for the most part, it's been a fantastic read and definitely worthy of my purchasing of these issues. And I am looking forward to what Ram V does with his next six issues, especially with the way this one ended. And I'm going to give these issues one grade for both. And it's going to be an average of an 86% on the RMD score. What about you, Dave?
1: I'm close to where you're at with particular with these two issues. With these two issues, I came to an 89 for conduit uh, part one and part two. The series itself. This is going to be. What did you, what did you give these two issues? Eighty nine and eighty nine percent. Okay. And then, like, but the series as a whole, dude, I would actually say that this is top three most intelligent comics I've read past year. Yeah. If would, we were to yeah. actually, if we were to actually have a year end review of comics, the comic book landscape. Swamp Thing would be in my top three of like most intelligent writing I've ever seen.
0: I would say it's on my top five of the last two years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Easily. Easily. Easily yeah. top five.
0: Yeah. But like... Guess yeah, so what number one is? is Tom Taylor? <laughs> Tom oh, <laughs> fucking Taylor. how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even supposed to use his name anymore. Don't you remember? Yes. He's We're supposed the, he, to be
1: Voldemort. He, she... The, the he, she? What? He... he, he the, what is it? He, who he shall sh- not be named. There you go. It's like he, she, <laughs>
0: he, she, I think that's considered he, an insult. In well, some circles. Well,
1: you know what? He might be a he, she, because you, you never know what Tom Taylor, because he wants to make everyone gay, I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So 89% from you, 86% from me, that's a show average of roughly 87.5. So let's just round it up to 88%. 88. Yeah, so 88% for these two issues. We will be back in a few weeks. Normally, we go to a complete winter break and we're MIA for three months. However, because we already took almost two months off, I'm thinking we may do one show a month so we don't fall behind. And then we'll take a break later from the show. Because if we go for another three-month break after already being away for two months, <laughs> that's, that's too long
1: too long
0: yeah so we'll be back soon we do have some comics we want to cover we want to do the upcoming black label swamp thing we also have the zatanna batman anthology issue coming out that we want to cover and there was something else i want to say it was the etrigan authority series the authority
1: series with etrigan
0: yeah so we'll probably cover that as well and We'll keep you updated, and when to you know keep your eyes open for that. So I want to thank everyone for listening. But I do want to remind people as well, David. We do have a Patreon page. People cannot forget we have a Patreon page. If you go to patreoncom Digital, you can subscribe for just one dollar, and you will gain access to our Oblivion Bar mini cast. Where we are a little more casual and loose, and we talk about various John Constantine and the darker side of DC related content. And it's, it's a bit of a pre show, it's, it's how we get warmed up before we start our official recording. So it helps us out, it helps you out. It's only a dollar, or you can put $10 down and you're squared away for the year. Helps us, helps you. Thank you, David. Thank you. And good night. My name is John Constantine. I'm the one who steps from the shadows, all trench coat and arrogance. I'll drive your demons away, kick them into bollocks, and spit on them when they're down, leaving only a nod and a wink and a wisecrack.
1: I'll walk my path alone, because let's be honest...
0: who be crazy enough to walk it with me?